This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. The Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell, David Taggart and Paddy Garshagan. Morning everybody, great to have your company on The Odds Couple. Getting close to Chrissy Santa Claus be coming down the chimney. Oh, 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 six or seven days time, down comes Santa. Oh, always wondered how he got down the chimney because he's such a big fella. It's going to be a great week in the, uh, the building to Christmas, but also a great day out at uh, Flemington today. It's going to be... Um, uh, Wall-to-wall racing, and there's going to be some people there, particularly Boxing Day. We're going to see people back at Caulfield, which will be fantastic. A big show ahead, Jason Bonington. Well, we hope Big Jace gets out of bed this morning. It'd be nice for the big fellow to get up at some stage. Uh, Caroline Jennings, they've got an interesting day, Caroline. A, a new trainer, fresh on the scene and doing really well. We'll chat to her later on. But, of course, uh, my co-host this morning. Oh, not my host. I look across and there's only one. It's Mr. David Taggart joins me on the Odds Couple this morning. Morning, Tags. Good morning, Scooby-Doo. And we've got the original Odds Couple. It is only the two of us, so the show is appropriately named today. The, yeah, week, the week before Christmas. Yeah, about time it was appropriately named. Correct. Yes. You got rid of that paddy. And got, he stays on all No punters club today. So I've no got a, and apparently I've got to build a bank for uh, Boxing Day next week for him. Oh, like, like I did. Um, Felix you'll, last you'll, week. And Felix spent it all last Sunday. Oh, mate, jumped through it. I think because I, I got building up to three and a half thousand, but he he came with four, blew that, and he went went with another four. But guess what? He's got he a lot of opinions, of Felix. He has a lot of opinions. Ma- ma- most ma- of them on himself. Yeah, and and mostly wrong too. Mm. But I did like the well, way he went about beard it. And those shiny chompers he's got. But he had a crack, and that's what I liked about it. He was fearless. And he did a shifty too. He had a grand on my best Bandersnatch. Well, he's a bookmaker. Of course he does a shifty. Right. What, what about this? He had a grand on Bandersnatch. But he got after, smashed. Oh, should have bolted in, right? Boxeating just, yeah, box just stayed there in, in a slow tempo race. Mickey Walker got a reprimand, I think, for going too slow up front. And he boxed and he never settled. But anyway, long story short. So once it got beat, Felix announced that, oh, I had to sneak another thousand on it for the Bones <laughs> Club. <laughs> right. He, he tried to be a hero. So he went from hero to zero in a stride. But anyway, um, oh, it was good to have Felix here, uh, albeit only for the one week. We yeah. only give him one week. Like Dodds, we only gave him a week. Out, yeah. You don't out. produce. No, gone. Yeah, quite right. I am. I am regretting though suspending Paddy. But anyway, yeah. and and his he, his suspension's up. But he said bugger you. But he's going to have a run around in the twos today. So uh, just get himself back up for for the ones next week. Well, talking of suspensions, uh, at the top of our our news, really at the moment is is the. The four Victorian jockeys that have to self-isolate at the moment. They mm. were up in Sydney during the week. And as this unfortunate COVID cluster grows in the northern beaches uh, throughout New South Wales, um, Nashua Willer, Craig Williams, um, Jake Noonan, and also Luke Curry. You're claiming Nash is a Victorian? 
Originally, he's Victorian. Well, originally, yeah. Victorian, but he's been riding down here. He was yeah. going to be home. Yeah, here for and Christmas. riding with he wanted to ride with his son, of course, Campbell. Mm. Yeah, so you know, that's that's scary on one hand that this cluster's growing. Mm. I think it was twenty eight yesterday. They're expecting more today. We'll just see how all that rolls out. Yeah, in New South Wales, the borders yeah. look like being shut again. All that sort of thing. It bloody gives you a fright. Well, it's going to affect the Magic Millions. My word, in three weeks' time. Yeah. I tell you what, a few of the jockeys are stiff. Jake Noonan went up for Sydney for one ride. Um, I am Vinny in the last. Should have. We were off air. Should have. They, he loves going up there. Mm. The, the Feek stable's flying. You were talking about stable's flying. David and Coral Feek stable. I haven't been talking about oh. it yet. Yeah. Anyway, Nashville Wheeler was stiff because he's been down I'm here before. I'm not going to let you into another production <laughs> meeting, all right? Okay, that's <laughs> it. Before the outbreak, right, yep. Nash was down here, but he had to go back to New South Wales just for an inquiry, right? Um and that's why he's been stood down. Mm. Craig Williams is the interesting one, though. He was on holiday, so he must have gone and crossed the border at some stage on his holidays, right? I don't know where he went. But he came back and he, he rode. And now they've stood him down. I think he rode last Wednesday. Yeah. And I so would think that would have to the, the changing um, advice that would be given to this cluster to say, well, okay, from a certain date, if you're in certain areas or in the state, you mm. should be, you know, if you've come back to Victoria, you have to yeah. you know, do this for a certain amount of days or get tested and self-isolate until you and, get that and, test And result. Luke Curry went and rode the young busset and horse up in at Wyong in the Magic Millions lead-up. Mm. The two-year-old ran second. The winner was just too good. But so they're not in, they're, they have to, they've self-isolated. So they've been tested, but they can isolate there. So they're, they're not quarantined. But they have to stay at home until their results come back. So they should be back riding during the week or if not, on probably next weekend at worst after Christmas. And the best code, sporting code, uh, right throughout this crisis, uh, this COVID crisis, has been racing. I mean, racing hasn't basically missed a day. I think we were put off one day there Amazing. when Mark Zara threw back from Sydney earlier in the year. Um, Correct. I, I think they, they stopped racing you know, halfway through a day or one day there. Yeah. But outside of that, it's been... Um, well, Tasmania wall to wall. Yeah, Tasmania and, stopped, and I think Adelaide had a little hiccup yeah, there for a, for a couple take of days. Out, Tassie. Yeah, well, there you I go. But, should, but it was the only sport they kept going, and mm. yeah. All right, so you know, um, they'll handle these situations uh, as they've handled the whole COVID crisis racing. I'm sure really well, and they'll keep the bubble going. It'll be interesting to see if this the next 24 hours of the Sydney thing, because you know the other big news is Caulfield on Boxing Day. 5,000 people okay, allowed to go to the races on Boxing Day. Now, it'll be really interesting to see if that now changes just with you know, the, the four jockeys you know, coming back from New South Wales, self-isolating. They might all, all be negative, but I don't know what the reaction is mm. then further up the bubble to going say, okay, forward. do we have 5,000 people or not now? Maybe go back to zero or do they cut it back to 1,000 or they stay at the 5,000? Yeah. Now, is that a ballot? Or you just can roll up? Clue. 5,000? I, w- I would think yeah, you'd, ha- you'd have to apply and register and because you know, they'd have to trace you. If you go on course, you've yeah. got to make sure well, they can course, trace yeah. you off Tracing, course. Yeah. So they'll do all of that sort of thing. So it'll be a different day at the races. But, you know, I just a smile came to my face when I read it during the week. I thought, oh, beauty. You know, people, mm. I've missed going to the track. I want to get my binoculars out of the back of the car and you, go and watch a horse race. You, you miss the smell of the manure. Oh, I get plenty of that. And, and you know, Well, exactly. You get it home, <laughs> but the, – the, and the – and the uh, the adrenaline of the of the horses. Watching them walk around the back yeah. ring and see how they're handling build up to the races, particularly young 
two-year-olds coming into the game now, you know, they're at the back in the saddle on race day, first they're time. Freaking what's out. What's going on? Gee, you know, their eyes are bloody that wide open. Yeah. thinking, oh, what's happening here? It's like a young kid going to prep for the first time, isn't it? It is. Or kindergarten. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Very, you know, a very good analogy, Dave. Yeah. Very smart analogy, well, I thought. Gee, just not here for my good looks, Scoop. Well, you wouldn't have those good looks if you weren't allowed to use the whip when you rode. We're going down that path again? Oh, we may as well. Mm. Well, well, it was touched on during the week again. because they were going to have the the you know, Racing Victoria were keen on having a few races yeah. with no whips at all. You know, a few, a hand, few let's a hands see and how heels. this happens. Yeah. Yeah, hands ha- and heels. Hands jobs. and heels. Uh, and they've, they've called that off. Now, I don't know whether they've called that off just because they didn't want to do it or they're not ready to do it or this Racing Australia inquire, mm. you know, they're delving into it. They're going to, you know, put a report forward. I wonder if they're just waiting until that comes out to see, okay, what do we experiment with instead of going the whole hog and no whips? Is it you're allowed you know, to carry them? The, yeah, you have to carry it. Slap down you're the side, those sort of things. Yeah. Wonder how you can use it. But see, some, it's instinctive, as I said. If it, like having the whip actually won me the the VRC Oaks in 2004, she laid in and, and I swapped the whip from the right to the left and I gave her a couple around the backside and, and not hard, but these whips now are designed, as we keep saying. It, there, there are other things in the industry that are far more worse that are legal than, than the whip. It's just because it's in the public eye and, and they've only got one argument and it's one argument only, it's a bad look. And what disappoints me is that the, these jockeys should be coming out and making a stand. Mm. Okay. That's the interesting thing. I only ever hear from Matty Highland. You know, like, in so many other sports, when, you know, uh, change is, is, whether it's imminent or proposed, you, you'll generally get the top of your, mm. uh, the top echelon of your sport chatting about it. Now, you know, golf's a classic example. Whether it's Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson or you know, the, the Greg Norman, whoever it is, you know, they'll come out with an opinion on whether it should be, you know, 16 holes and not 18 or whatever it might be, those proposals. That's the thing. I'm I'm fascinated by the jockeys that while this debate has gone on, and you've been really vocal about it any time we've spoken yeah. about it, you need it for safety and education, da-da-da. But none of the guys riding today who have got you know 20 and 30 years' experience, they don't say boo. That's the thing. D. Oliver, everyone would hang off his every word. And he's, as we know, he's closer to the end of his career than the, the beginning. And... Well, you, he would be the two perfect springs person. ago, you did want him. <laughs> he said out. We know that. You know, it was in jest. We know Ollie's the greatest of all time. and and But you would hang on to every, his every word. And it's, mate, you, in the old analogy, yeah, a carpenter doesn't go with, to work without his hammer. A surgeon doesn't go to into surgery without his scalpel. A jockey doesn't go into battle without his whip. Mm. Right? And as I said, they've only got one argument and one argument only. But once they're educated, and as you say, these surveys, as Felix brought up last uh, last week, the, the surveys that were, were done and and it was all in favour of, of the no whip was was done by people in, in a birdcage. Like once a year, people that, that don't even see a race and they're in the marquees. Go and, go and interview or survey the people that are in a, in the mounting yard or around the mounting yard, the ones that are looking at the horses, the ones that are they're, they're horse people and they understand. But the I, smart I think punters. That's where that's where the the representative body and and you know, I'm I'm sure, you know, and I don't know whether the jockeys association draw on this resource enough to say, okay, you know, 
right, wrong, or indifferent. You know, there, there, there's there's push for change here. We don't think mm. it's right. How best do we push back or put our case forward? Now, now you've got Matty Highland, and, and I'm sure Matty does a really good job, but he's one voice. But he's got all this Mate, experience Craig, Craig behind Williams, him. Williams, all these senior jockeys yeah, that, that are in their 40s. And, and I just wonder, I wonder if, you know, the next part of that is that, well, if I now speak up, then I go and ride on Saturday and I touch the horse 12 times instead of 10 in the mm. last 100, you know, they do me every, you know, they're being more heavily scrutinised on their riding. I wonder if there's a little bit of that to say, well, if I open my mouth here, you know, that might affect I might not get the, the amount of rides I get or, nah. you know. But that's but, why I say get these big boys. I can't un- but I can't understand why they don't. Yeah. What, Jamie Carr touched on it. I'm trying to think of a reason mm. why they don't come and say, hey, we need this, for, whether it's safety, whether it's this, yeah. whether it's that. And Damien Oliver said this, and Mark Zara said this, and Ben Mellum said this, and such and such yeah, said this, and correct. Craig Williams said Unity. this. Unity. I, yeah, that's what I don't see. Yeah. And that worries me Correct. that I, I don't know where they stand. I want the jockeys to tell me what, as an industry participant, as a lover of racing, what I should expect mm. that is fair from a safety point of view and an animal, a humane humane treatment of the animal point of view. And once we get that right, we'll be fine. But the jockeys aren't, as far as I can see, they don't say enough. Don't tell me what it should be. But they should be um, standing up for their fellow riders. The the industry's looked after them very well. Like Ollie's been riding since 1989. He's going through five decades of racing, Hmm. right? Stand up and be a trailblazer for the ones coming through. It's and and this is a, for the jockeys with the whip. It's a clear cut case. It's just, it's not a grey area and hum and ha. This is we need this tool. It, you take away this, you're taking away racing. Mm. And if they did, I reckon mate, they should be even protesting and taking a stance and saying, "Well, mate, we're not going to ride." It's a no, tough one. Be interesting. And, and you know, look, it's on the agenda. It's on the racing agenda nationally and internationally. And you know, I think racing is really interesting to see if, where it goes. If they take the way the whip away. That the turnover will be down because no one want to want to bet on it, especially early doors because they've got to see, wait and see what happens. Um, and it's going to bring in another equipment that the jockeys use that's not bad, and they'll be dropping their irons and using this, using this, which I think is far worse than the whip. Of course, what's that? Well, they they on the jockeys uh, boot uh, at hooks. the end. They wear hooks, spurs, dummies. That's the other thing. And, and, and they rub them up against their ribs where there's no muscle or, or flesh. I can't believe that you know, the whip is the is the practice of, you know, wow, you know, get rid of the whip when you know, I think the hooks are as bad, if not worse. No, nah, much worse. Mm. I've seen them draw blood. Mm. So whip, I've, I haven't seen a whip draw blood. Yeah. You know, and, so, and the whips <clears> of the day, it's a padded, it's a padded ending. It's yeah. actually, you couldn't really say it's a whip. If, you were, if these people were educated... And, and and saw how, how the whip's used, mate, they'd have no issue, I don't reckon. But it's, again, it's the perception, and they've only got that one argument. Well, it's on the agenda. It, it, it's a big topic in racing at the moment. It won't go away and be really interesting to follow it uh, and see exactly where uh, where that ends up in time. Interesting, I, I was just thinking during the week, Tags, that trainers get on a roll. You know, like I rained on your parade earlier, didn't I? Sorry about that. With the feeks. I said, they're flying. Yeah, but, but you know, like Simon Ryan. Yes. Uh, or, or no, Simon or Pat, whatever. Up at Warnable. Yeah. Yep. You know, I've never seen, you know, like, he, 
three or four winners, maybe more in the last you know, month or so. You know, for, for, a small, on for a small stable, yeah. yeah Matty Kamani's just... Uh, you know, congratulations to Matty, trained his 200th winner last night at yeah, the Valley. Valley yep. um, oh, owned, Matt, by, well, owned by Chris Judd. That's right, yeah. 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 Well, it's named after his missus. Um, yeah. Yeah, Matt Laurie. Matt, yeah. Just Matt's always been a good trainer. Line, horse line. break. He's a horseman. He's a true horseman. Yeah. But but what, why do trainers get on rolls? Because, you know, they, they, you see it a there lot. are times you'll see, you know, Zoom, they'll have this really yeah. special three months. And then they uh, not drop off the face of the earth, but, you know, their, their strike rate goes from 20, 16 yeah, 20%, to 6. Yeah. And you think, huh? You know, wonder why I that happens. I what it is. I wonder what it is. It's not a confidence thing because they're just training horses and they train. I just it might be their horses. All of them have just dropped into the right class. Um, I don't know. It's you just get on a roll, don't you? Mm. It just. Did, as a jockey, right. did you feel that like in the stables? Yeah, you, you knew rode the stable was fine. Yeah, the horses were we're up on and about. fire. Yeah. No matter where we go, Bendigo on a Tuesday or Flemington on a Saturday, our horses have yeah. got a chance of winning. And it's like seasonal too. You'll always see, like Matt, Matty Allen and Zara. Around Christmas time, their stables usually fly, and they get winner after winner into mm. the early into the new year. So that's a stable to watch out, and they can they do that religiously. Uh, but you're right; it's oh Caroline Jennings, who I can't wait to speak to today. Uh, her last ten runners, five winners, yeah. and that's her first five. That's her only five winners of mm. her career. I think she's only had eighteen or yeah. nineteen starts. Bugger all, yeah. And a young trainer up in New South Wales, another female, Annabelle Neesham, who. Uh, was Karen Ma's four person, mm. and she's gone out on her own. Another another stable that's flying uh, since since uh, getting their license. Just got to um, uh, mention this before we go to a break. We'll go to a break very shortly. Our first break on the odds couple this morning it was a fascinating conversation. I was part of hearing just prior to coming onto the show. Yes, the six rolls and the six Frankfurts. Yeah, we're discussing lunch tomorrow because right. Benny's producing. Okay, so it's Saturday morning. Yeah, we're we're two minutes from going on air. You're at the back with you, you, your producer mates. You and well, I'm an ideas man, Scoot. Yeah, you, you and you. Took, but what was the conclusion? Because there was a lot of toing and froing. Yeah. At, you, at one stage, you had six rolls and six frankfurts, but well, they were only the smaller frankfurts. From what I understand. No, no, no. They, they were, were they they were getting brought. I was bringing them in for lunch yesterday with Cam Luke and Donners, our producer. Oh, you re, and uh, you that re, was scratched. Re, you rebadging them? Yeah, but that was scratched because uh, the boss put on a lovely barbecue at lunch for us before we went on yesterday. air yesterday. Did he? Yes. So. I uh, didn't hear about that. So the, they, they were in the freezer. No but one told me about the barbecue yesterday. Yeah, well, you weren't, weren't <laughs> here. So, because um, it's it's Benny's chef for lunch, and I said, no, I've got it again. I'll bring in the hot dogs. And he was more than happy because it's Christmas time and everyone's buying presents and they're a little bit short of a quid. And uh, and I forgot about our very own Geordie, our panel operator. Geordie. So I've got to go to the suit. I'll, I'll, buy, I'll buy more tomorrow. COVID Geordie. I'll keep the ones him. in the freezer. They're staying in there. Yeah. And I'll go to the supermarket tomorrow and I'll, I'll buy buy lunch for everyone, hot dogs for everyone. And you're buying Have the work. longer Frankfurters. Yeah, longer them. Frankfurters. Right, yeah. okay. Skin, skin on. The, I've got the skin off. The ones are doing yeah, the big ones. Yeah, and, the, and the, skin, the skin will be on. Well, there's a little insight to everyone. That's where world-class radio programs come from. But, uh, Tags is already planning lunch uh, 24, you know, sort of 36 hours in advance. He yeah. knows exactly what's going to be going on SEN track tomorrow. Pay it forward, mate. The Frankenfurters are going to be there for Christmas for 
everyone on the day. Fresh just rolls oh. and, and tomato sauce. Tomato sauce. Oh, beautiful. Oh, oh, we should get Benny to fry up some onions as well tonight well, and bring them in. Well, well, it'd be nice to have something fresh if possible. We might fry them up actually. Oh, while, yeah. While, just before you. It might be Geordie's job of, to do. Yeah. Well, I don't know about COVID Geordie. I'm not sure about COVID Geordie. Uh-huh. Still not going too close to him. We're going to take our first break on the odds couple this morning. Just Tags and I this morning. Paddy, he's still on suspension. Tags put him on suspension. He's still on that. But uh, plenty to come. Jason Bonington joining us. Uh, also, Caroline Jennings a little later on. Uh, she's on fire, as Tag said, from a training point of view. We look forward to chatting her after 830 The Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell, David Taggart and Paddy Garshagan. Yeah, no, Paddy Garshagan this morning. Welcome back to The Odds Couple. David Taggart, Simon O'Donnell with you right through to 9 o'clock. That's what we've asked. You know, little bloke, you can get a little bit uh, anxious at times, start throwing a few cut lunches around the uh, studio and you know, we all have to duck for cover. But, you know, your, your, your temperament's pretty good this morning, albeit... I thought you were a touch tired in the eye when I arrived. Yeah. You know, you've if got if that I spot saw on. you and you were going to run at Flemington the Sava, I'd be thinking, gee, I'm not sure he's right on his game. Why would you be looking a little little well, on the tired side this I morning? I had to go out for dinner last night with the SEN track team. We, we got together and we celebrated. Uh, you said you were at a barbecue here yesterday. Before work, yes. Right. That was lunch. And then uh, went out for dinner last night. Well, so you've 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 gone an all up. You've gone lunch all up at dinner. Lunch worked dinner, yeah. So I'm a little bit tired. What do you mean lunch worked dinner? Well, worked. I was on SEN track for four hours tipping winners. Why did you have time for lunch? Prior to being on air. What time did you go on air? You got to eat, you know. Uh, Went on air at one o'clock. So our barbecue was at twelve thirty. Scoffed that down and was on air at uh, one o'clock. Now, rumour has it mm-hmm. from the lunch that they fell a bit short. Yeah, that's they tell lies. Yeah, I've heard that rumour. It's incorrect. What, it's got what, no merit to it. What was the rumour of why they fell short? Well, I might be right. I just It's a bit embarrassing. Well, because I'd freeloaded, I didn't get the invite. And because when I lobbed at work so early... You didn't I, know the barbecue I, was on. You No, just... I sniffed it out and they... Because it was set catered, and then I come along, and yeah, there was had to finish half hour early because there wasn't enough food left after I'd got there. So you, you'd filled in your half hour as best you could, and, and eaten as much as you possibly could. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's what happens when you don't invite me. Yeah. Do you think that's a good career move from the building's point of view when you walk in here now and there's was, people that went home starving? On I Friday? thought I'd get away with it, and evidently I didn't. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, the boss is all over it. I think there's an email going around with actual straight blame on you mm. for cutting the barbecue short of Tucker. Correct. Right, but so, yeah. And when you look at Benny Lyon and... Well, they played golf. So when they came back, they were starving and there was no food left for Nothing. Them. Nothing. Because they teed off early yeah. and they thought they'd come back uh, the back end of the barbecue and yeah, no food. It's a tough day. That's a mm. tough day for all concerned. What about dinner last night? When you, so you've, you've gone all oh. up dinner then? Oh. Lunch all up dinner? Little, was dinner, dinner was great, but it was a little bit disappointing because... Uh, well, how can you say dinner was great and then a little bit disappointing? Because we played credit card roulette. So credit card roulette, we all put in our credit card. The bill came, it was $400. Yeah. And uh, the last one drawn out of the hat had to pay the bill. <laughs> well, I got drawn out second, so I'm up and about. And... Uh, 
Oh, it's been rough on uh, Sammy Hag- Hargraves, no ham Sam, because he's called no ham oh, Sam well, for a reason. Because he, he lost his ham last Christmas or two Christmases ago, and he lost the card draw last night and he got forked with a with a $400 bill. Is there anything you and Campbell Brown do that's not involved with punting? No. And Cam Luke's starting to go down our way too. We've, we've recruited him off the bench. Mm. Mm. When I was younger, I used to get my car filled at a little place in Caulfield North. Yep. I used to toss the bloke for the petrol. Yep. <clears throat> and when I lost about 15 in a row, I thought, this bloke, he's too sharp for He me. had a double-sided head. I don't know what he had. I, I had never one won. of those. I never won. Is that right? Mm. And I heard you used to do that at a restaurant too. No, no, no. Not Objections? Me. Not me. Yeah. Jason Bonington's going to join us, I think. going to talk about the trots. We were talking about lunch and dinner. He wants to talk about the trots. Jace, good morning to you. Good morning, boys. I, um... I got I got a pork pork nag yesterday, so I, feel, I, feel, I was feeling good about that because I obviously didn't miss out on the great tags famine of of yesterday. And then I'm thinking to myself, where was my bloody invite to this so-called SEN track dinner last night? Is there a sort of a click going on? Is there tags? Is there sort of a popular group? Yeah, you're not, not part of you're not part of the cool kids. And are you sure it was the pork sausages? Because once I left, there was only the the vegan sausages left. <laughs> No, so you, know, you might have you might have had to have one of them and didn't realise. They told me it was pork, but do you reckon they lied to me? They looked at, looked at me in the eyes and thought I can't tell. I can't tell this this poor lean lanky bloke that he's actually just getting some. He's, he's just getting a vegan sausage. That, that's possible because I did see you come upstairs and you, and you were literally bursting out with snags and bread uh, coming out of your top. So uh, maybe I did get the vegan sausage. And, just quietly, I, like I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit offended. I wasn't, I wasn't invited to tea last night, but that's all right. That's okay. There's cool kids and there's ones that are on the periphery. I must be on the outside. <laughs> Jace, uh, where you are on the inside is knowing all about the trots and uh, where we can find a winner leading up to Christmas. The trots.com.au every race live and free. Where are they today, and what's going to get the chocolates? I reckon there's going to be a horse called Monaro Maro with a tab for Park Melton tonight. I'll be in there with Timmy O'Connor after you boys abscond today. It, it, this is the same mare. She opened $3.20. The tab opened her $3.20 in a feature race the other day, and she uh, she ended up running at $41. That was a slight mistake by the boys in there, but uh, on this occasion, this is a more suitable assignment. She will be winning. And a little bit earlier in the program, there's a... We talk SP profiles to the punters a lot, don't we? And there's a horse who's won that forty dollars a couple of times at Melton recently called Bulletproof Boy. I'll tell you what, no fluke on either occasion gets uh, a pole marking draw in a good race tonight, and I reckon can repeat the dose. Won't be quite forty to one tonight, but they'll underrate it again, Bulletproof Boy. So it's the best value on the card. But if you just want one absolute certainty, penultimate race of the program, race nine, number eight, Monaro Mara. Race nine, number eight, and that'll send us happily into Christmas. Well, then you then you pumped up again for the Big Bread Super Series semi-finals on Tuesday, but await further instructions, boys. Okay. No, wait further instructions. We, we look forward to those further instructions, and we appreciate the instructions you've given us this morning, Jase. So uh, good to chat. Now I don't chat to you beforehand. Uh, have a ripping Christmas next week, and we'll talk to you in the new year. Good on you, boys. Enjoy Christmas. Good Thanks, Jason. Jason Bonington joining us there. And you can lap up the trots. Visit thetrots.com.au. Now, uh, our Queensland segment, usually Paddy Welsh is our mm. man we talk to up north. And Paddy's uh, on holidays, of course. He's the 
the host of our SEN track brekkie up there, uh, Brisbane and the Gold Coast and throughout regions of Queensland, he and Ian Healy uh, uh, will um, we'll be back in the, the new year up north. So uh, with Paddy not here, we're going to find a winner each up in Queensland. Uh, Doom and they are today and we've, um, we know the summer of racing up yep. there is absolutely on fire. The big Magic Millions races um, in early January, the, the build-up to them basically starts right now. But uh, Tags, pouring, what do you like up there today? It's been pouring up there all week. Rumour has it they've had about 300 mil, yeah. right? And it's, yeah. Uh, but they're on a soft six, rail out three metres. That's extraordinary in itself. Oh, amazing. Yeah, amazing. Their drainage is up. Well, they, it's like a monsoon-type weather up there, isn't mm. it, at times? Yeah. Uh, but there's an interesting runner. I know it's favourite in the first, Jason Derulo, De, number five, Derulo. Uh, in the camp now of Johnny Smurden, he's a northern Queensland horse that's uh, first up. As I said, now it's been trained on the Gold Coast by Johnny. Ryan Wiggins takes a ride. He's, he's at $2.70. And the only time he was undefeated was uh, at the back end of his first prep. So he's had five starts now for four wins. Um, and he's been winning with authority. And... Mate, well, I'm just—he's he, won on the heavy. He's untried on the soft, so he's very durable. Mate, I think he'll—he could jump lead and win. He's—he's he's got a great explosive turn of foot, and uh, yeah, Derulo in the first okay, number five. R- race one, number five for tags up at Dermot. For me, uh, I think there's a, a really good bet in the staying race. I love the staying races, and that's number four, Faistos. Oh, uh, for James Cummings and Glenn Boss. Glenn Boss to kick off his summer, summer carnival with a bang up north, and I think he'll do that today with Faistos. So Faistos in race four, number four, Faistos for me. Race four, number four in Queensland. So yes. uh, Queensland is uh, racing, be assured of that. Yeah, and Boss is basing himself up there, mm. a bit like Michael Rod. They're up there, and Roddy's riding winner after winner already. Oh, very well, they're both original Queensland boys, so... Yeah. yeah, they are, aren't they? Yep. I, I was just thinking there. Yeah, Roddy's a Queensland boy, yeah. Yep. Him oh. and Zach Purton, as an apprentice, I used to go toe-to-toe, was not only for leading apprentice, but I think the the premiership. He's going the to senior Zach Oh, isn't Zach he? Burton. Wow-wee. Oh. He can't stop riding winners up in Hong Kong. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, uh, Casey Keys is going to... No, uh, sorry. No, Caroline. Caroline Jennings is going to join us. Uh, Caroline's had a, a wonderful start to her training career, and we look forward to... Her joining us on the Odds Couple right after the break. The Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell, David Taggart, and Paddy Garshagan. No, no, Paddy this morning. David Taggart, Simon O'Donnell with you on the Odds Couple. Paddy started uh, Christmas celebrations a little early, so he'll be joining us uh, after Chrissy. And uh, we've got some lovely texts wishing us a happy Christmas. Yeah, Ronnie and Stella. Yeah. Amazing text. Thank you very much, and Merry Christmas to you guys as well. You can give a heartfelt sort of... Oh, well... It's fantastic. They can give up their own time by texting in and... Yeah. and you think get through to the day after your dusty Greek meal last night? I think I'll be... Will you do yeah. a nap after this show before... I've still, got, I've still got more form to do. Have I'll you? try and have a nana nap, a power nap. Will you but get I on think, the B-grade show, The Savo, before I, you come on? Yeah, my cameo. But I think I'll be hitting up the Red Bull pretty... <laughs> Most of the day, <laughs> you hit an early green. It's the festive. It's the festive season. Yeah, the green can you have is that Red Bull? The V, no, the V. But I've got Red Bull at home, so they're very similar. They're both energy drinks, right? Full of sugar. That's why I'm a little dumpling. 
All right, uh, little dumpling. Uh, we've got a special trainer on this morning that's having a, a fantastic run. Has made a great fist to the start of a training career. Amazing start. Absolute amazing start. Um, less than twenty winners, and five of those have been winners. Less no, than runners. twenty runners, and five of those have been winners. Well, her last ten runners, five winners, which included go. two Metropolitan winners. Oh. One was Packenham Cup Day, which was a big meeting in Metro, and. Mm. And uh, I think it was backed up by the Sandown win and that, midweeker. That young, uh, young trainer is uh, Caroline Jennings, who joins us now for the first time on The Odds Couple. Great to have your company, Caroline. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. How are you both? Very well. How are you, more importantly? Yeah, good. Doing very well, thank you. You are doing okay. very well. It, it's, it, it's a great start to your, to your training life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, how incredible! What a great time I'm I'm having, and how how fortunate I am. You know, I've um, got an incredible owner, James Kennedy. I've got a, a fabulous bunch of horses, and I'm, you know, really well supported by a a good team, an amazing partner, and my family rooting for me at home in Ireland. So, um, yeah, I'm having a pretty good time. Caroline, well, you're getting a lot more. Fresh air than what uh, the folks are at home, unfortunately, with the, the lockdown going right through Europe. But we won't dwell on that. Let's dwell on where, where did the education and the, the love of horses and you know, your, uh, your want to be uh, part of the industry come from? Um, well, yeah, I suppose it's just what I've always done. Um, so horses for me was a hobby when I was younger. I was um, obviously a spoiled little girl and um, had a horse riding lesson um, every week from the age of about 10 or 12. And um, my, my family aren't particularly horsey, um, but I was very fortunate to have that. Um, and after doing sort of different things after school and, and, and not really enjoying them, I decided I'd kind of take up my hobby as my career and and went and studied horses in the UK and then at that time began training um with Monty Roberts in through Monty Roberts International uh, Learning Center both in the UK and then in America and got um qualified with Monty in 2008 and set up my own business and worked for a number of different places around the world and um came to Australia followed my sister over to Australia in 2011 and and really, that was my my first introduction to, I suppose, the racing world. Um, I had worked with a lot of problem racehorses in my with my own business, um, and I had done a lot of work with Monty with with thoroughbreds and and so on and so forth. But my um, my time with Gay Waterhouse was probably, um, I suppose, the, the, my biggest racing experience. Um, and for me, the racing industry over here is 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 really busy really vibrant vibrant really really young really exciting um and it's just amazing to be around horses that are professional athletes in whatever discipline um but definitely being around them and being part of their story is um i love it you know and my family and my friends think i'm mad the um the hours I work and all that sort of thing, you know. Um, but look, I I love it. I I really enjoy them, and um, yeah, I'm 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 having fun, you know. What what an apprenticeship that you've had. Uh, and tell us uh, with with Monty, how is he with as a person? Is he is he more of a um, oh, what do I say? We we know how great he is with the horses. Does he treat the people that way as well? Is he with such a kind heart? Yeah, look, he's a pretty hard taskmaster, to be honest with you. Um, uh, I uh, 
I, I work very well with him. He's obviously an incredible man, but he um, he'll let you know when you're doing something um, that he doesn't want to see with the horse. Yeah. You know, he'll he'll correct you pretty quick, and his his timing is so bang on the button. So he'll he'll notice something that you're doing before you even realize that you're doing it. So I'd like to think he um, is that way and a hard taskmaster to the to, to me and to, to people that he sort of um, I suppose sees something in. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly lucky to have been around him. He's all he's all horse. Yeah. He's um, nonstop. Um, I've worked with him, uh, like I said, a, a lot with horses. I've also organised demonstration tours in, in Ireland and around Europe and here in Australia. Wow. And um, he's a hard man to keep up with. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, he just doesn't stop. Um, so he's he's definitely um, a good person to be around. Um, and a very passionate individual, you know. Caroline, what do you, what what will your signature be, if you like? You've had, had fantastic experience that you and David have, uh, have have just given us the background to. You know, you, you experienced then with Gay Waterhouse. You've been around the the world handling horses. What what do you think's the the key to what you bring as a trainer? Oh gosh, I'm I'm not sure. Um, look, I'm. I'm just trying to do my best and and watch these horses really closely. I mean, um, you know, keeping them keeping them happy, getting them fit, um, and just making sure I don't miss anything. Um, definitely knowing I I I don't know it all, um, and being really open to learning and and surrounding myself with people that I can learn from, and making sure I I ask questions and you know, recognizing when I do things wrong and, and trying to get things right the next time, you know, I, I think, I think just keep working at it, you know, yeah. I, I don't know if I have any secrets. Nah. Great, um, great answer. And, and, and observation is the number one rule when it comes to horses, in my opinion as well. Now, you've got a couple of runners and they're the two stable stars at the moment that are winning races in, in uh, Arabian Hussey. And uh, and I think it's the stable star written miss at the moment. She's two from two. Uh, you've got, as I said, Arabian Miss up in Sydney. Um, written miss down here at Flemington. Are you here in Melbourne at the moment? Or, uh, probably super question. Of course you would be with the pandemic going on. So um, yeah, how is she going yeah. that this fairly written miss? She was on um, hard up against the fence at Pakenham and it looked like it wasn't the place to be after she won, won there uh, on Pakenham Cup Day. And how do you think she's going to come down the, that Flemington straight today? Oh, look, you know, I was just saying um, before I got on to you guys, I'm probably the worst person to talk to before a race because nah. I really don't like saying too much, to be honest with you. I, I hope there's a, a whole lot of chatter. To, I, look, I put it this way. I'm happy and I'll be loading her on the trucks shortly. <laughs> you know? um, I, I, I'd love to chat an awful lot after the races about them. But, yeah, I am a little bit superstitious. Yeah. All right. Well, Caroline, I'll tell you what, we're not going to press yeah. you any further on that, but we will, we will <laughs> press you on. If they both get up this afternoon, we'll be ringing here to chat <laughs> post-race, not pre-race. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fair enough. You know, like I say, um, they are doing they're doing really well. They're an absolute credit to the team, and um, I'm excited about today. My owner James Kennedy is excited um, to have a horse running in Flemington. Is well, it's it's pretty cool, you know. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to try 
try soak it all up and uh, keep a keen eye on, on my horse. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can chat loads after. That would yeah. be fantastic. Enjoy the day. Uh, it would be a great experience for you. Congratulations on the, the start um, of your – you have made your training career here in Australia and uh, we wish you well going forward. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you both. Have a, have a good day. And um, if too. I don't chat to you, have a fantastic Christmas. Good on you. You too. Thanks uh, for joining us. Carolyn Jennings joining us there. A couple of uh, special runners yeah. for her in Sydney and Melbourne today. and Nervous or superstitious, you reckon? A bit of both. A bit of both, probably, yeah, by the sounds of that. But what about she's got two runners, boutique stable at the moment. We should have asked how many she's had in work, but we've sort of run out of time. But well, I'm, mate, I want to give you some time to go through your market She's amazing. She's a, this written miss, I think she's a serious galloper that she's got on her hands. And, and the way Arabian Hussey won at Sandown, goes up to Sydney, yes, it's got to go the other way. It's got to get on a Sydney gate, but... Uh, the way they both won, she could easily get a double today. Right, it'll be very interesting. Uh, we'll watch uh, Caroline and her progress uh, really closely. It was great to have her on the odds couple this morning. Time now for the market movers and tags quaddy, of course. There's no punters club today, uh, so tags is quaddy is the one that's going to put all the shekels back in our pockets. But uh, all that coming up after the break on the odds couple. The Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell, David Taggart and Paddy Garshagan. Yeah, great to have your company on The Odds Couple this morning uh, as we lead into Christmas. Um, we've got uh, plenty to come in the last uh, few minutes. Tags quality, of course. But uh, it's my pleasure to welcome Joel Kane from Sportsbet to The Odds Couple this morning. Give us a, a little bit of a rundown on where the money's going out at Flemington this afternoon. Joel, good morning to you. Uh, good morning, boys. I've already placed two bets. I've got a third and a fourth coming up. Number four will be Tags Quaddy. I know it's his time. It's it's a big Quaddy payout today with Tags. I can feel that. Uh, the third one will be my own horse running uh, at Ramwick Race 3, number one King's Trust. We needed to win to qualify the uh, qualify for the country championships. Ooh. We think it can win mm. uh, as long as this rain stays away. Uh, King's Trust paying about eight bucks. Well, the best and there. the other two boys, uh, Flemington Race 1, the import Bartholomew Dias, it's the number three, fourth run in, plummets four kilos, $2.70. So that's going to start our bank and then hopefully finish with a bang. Durban race nine, number four, Outback Barbie. The stable just love this race. The, the Golden Camp have got a just a real grip hold on this race. Forgive the last start, it was wide the whole way. 1,350 metres, a big tick. $4.50, a big tick also. So they're the bets for me today, boys. But uh, just keep it on the Sportsbet app as well. Flemington and Ramwick, you run second or third. Sports bet's well and truly got you covered. Oh, now, now getting back to King's Trust, sugar. He's uh, the other great man in it too, Jimmy Smith, is he? He is, Jimmy, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy's uh, in the horse as well. What happened last time, Tags? It went up to 1,600. Start before it won at 1,300. At the 1,300, dead set looks like it's going to win the race. It just didn't have the have the uh, miles in the legs. So, look, I'll tell you what, at eight bucks, I'm, I'm going to probably have a decent go. I think it's a, a real big chance. Weight could be a problem in the end, but... Tommy Berry can do his best to lift it over the line. Yeah, 60 kilos, six above the minimum. Uh, yeah, all the best. We'll be uh, watching with bated breath. Ah, uh, you're a good man, Tag. Thanks, on. Good Giddy up, get the money. <laughs> you won't be watching Joel's horse. Of course I will, but I'm here. I'm work- you do know I'm working. You'll be having a Frankfurt. Maybe. Oh, no, Sunday. No, that's Sunday, mate. So you had sausages yesterday for lunch. All up we Greek, went Greek last, last night. night, yeah. You'll throw a couple of, what are you going to throw down your throat, the Savo? No, I'll, I'll, I'll have a ham salad roll or something this afternoon. 
I always, you know you I eat. You have a chicken schnitzel roll. I'm not all salad the time. Roll. Give us a hey, spell. Hey, what about last night? Don't don't blow up at me about the salad. You know, there was a bowl of salad, the Greek salad, come last night, and I was the only one that touched it. Really? Yes. <laughs> what, to push it away no, from you? No, <laughs> no, I ate. I was the only one that, that got into oh, yeah. it. Yes. Oh. I, you do realise I was a jockey, and I enjoyed my salad when I rode. I loved a, a little side salad with my steak and that. Beautiful. Burns it up, burns the acids up and, and digested the food a bit better. I was actually driving around in the car when pickers had gone through your little oh, Yeah, shopping but that's bag. for, I give out to our producers and everything. I know my who you to. Yeah, and myself. <laughs> okay, let's go to your quaddy. bit please. rude, wasn't it? All right. <laughs> You know my, oh, all right, the quaddy. Let's go to the first leg. Quaddy, race, first leg. And, and as he said, uh, $50 uh, money back if you're on second and third. All races, Melbourne and Sydney today. That's, that's a great offer. All right. Uh, it's $144, my quaddy today. Right. So we start off at rate six at Flemington. Huge win the other day at the Valley, number two, Rietta. And I think Flemington will suit her better. Not sure why Ollie doesn't stick. He rides the bottom weight here. Um, so that was interesting. So first time over the trip for number 10, Lunicorn, I think, which will suit. She's one of the favourites. So the numbers here are 2, 4, 7, and 10. 2, 4, 7, and 10. In well, who rides re-edit now? Line. Because... Uh, um, well, we'll have to check Well, that. Craig, yeah. No, Mark Zara's still, on re-edit. Mark Zara now. Okay. Yeah, yeah because of the... I'm surprised Ollie's not riding it. Anyway, I digress. Number one, excess fund in race seven. After a strong last start win... Won't know himself in this grade. Uh, the dangers to him are the ones that are rising in grade. So I've gone one, eight, and ten. One, eight, and ten. So what's the, hang on, what's the eight and ten? Defiant dancer. What's the ten? Excess funds won't know he's can't be done. Yep. I think I haven't got the scratching. So hopefully. Um, no, no, you're right. You're, yeah, you're all in. Okay. Excess funds. He won I, well last start, didn't he? Excess yes. Funds. Yeah, and he's and he. I think he drops in grade after winning. So. Uh, as I said, he won't know himself in this grade, and and the, he has to carry the weight, but he, he gets that three kilo uh, claim for inform um, apprentice Will Price too. So uh, yeah, he won an open handicap, drops to an eighty four. So he, he yeah, he's right up to this. All right, race eight, the third leg. Third leg, number two, Vinland resumes and has a good record of Flemington over this trip. He's won two from three. Uh, the favourite number ten, uh, Titan Blinders draws pole. And he will get a soft lead. I think Johnny Allen will just stack and rack and he'll dictate the race. I think he'll kick off a slow tempo and win. But I think I'll throw the two and the four in as well. So the numbers are two, four, and ten. Two, four, and ten. And yeah, right. two no. is at uh, $8 at present. The four yep. is at seven. Yep. Uh, some good value. So there's there. the value there, yeah. And two eighty is the five. Yeah, I think he'll. He, I think he just dictates his race. Um, all right, top weight flies fresh in the in the last uh, leg of the quaddy, but has no form down the straight with only one minor placing um, from four. Can win, but hard to take on that fact. All right, number four overkill. He's ready to win. I think he hits his race third up, doesn't it? Um, overkill. Yeah, yeah third. So up. Yep. yeah. I think it's ready to win. So weren't you all over Overkill last start? You and Patty, and he oh were we? spat at you. Yeah. Oh, so the numbers here are one four. You said some very disparaging things about eight, Overkill his last start. Eight and thirteen. Was that at Mooney Valley? Sorry, can yeah, we, it was too. In Bandersnatch, in Bandersnatch's <laughs> race. So the forms come out all right because you know Bandersnatch should have absolutely bolted in last uh, Saturday. What no, were your no fault of the kids. Um, one four eight and thirteen. One four eight and. Uh, I think we'll make some money today. Okay. Tags is quaddy. Let's go through those numbers again. Just give me the thumbs up to make sure I've got them right, Mr. Taggart. 
First leg, 2, 4, 7, 10. Second leg, 1, 8 and 10. Third leg, 2, 4 and 10. Last leg, 1, 4, 8 and 13. You sound like you're reading out um, the Brownlow votes. Right at the end, around, around 20, be, 21. Yeah, I might be sort of putting my hand up for that. Oh, please. Anyway, that's $144. Jay Steele, three votes. <laughs> oh, you'll rig it, wouldn't you? You'd give it to a Saints player. Oh, I wouldn't give it to a Saints player. I'd put a couple of Melbourne players in there. They'd <laughs> get a vote or two. <laughs> okay, best around the country. What uh, do you got? Well, we've had Caroline Jennings on, and we know what happens when we get a uh, a guest on. They usually get a winner, so best of the day. It's been absolutely spanked. It was 280 last night. Now into 210. Uh, race two, number three, written miss. Okay, race two, number three, written miss for tags. Race three, number seven for me. Race three, number seven, Lucky Sham. At Flemington. And, yeah, double figure odds at the moment. Oh. We might get some some uh, coin in our pocket early doors. Hutchie and Piggy is coming up with off the bench. Uh, tags will be doing a cameo a bit closer to 12. Uh, tags and uh, Cam Luke after midday today. Great oh, to yes. have you, Cunny. Merry Christmas to all. Have a, a great day. Great festive season. Bye from the Odds Cup. Oh. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.